Okay, we're live. Um, first ever afternoon snack episode with a virtual guest. So, welcome, Ali LeMay. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah. Uh, where are you? Uh, Vermont, just outside of Burlington. Okay. What's it like yeah. there right now? Um, it's kind of like dark and dreary. It's like probably 40 something degrees. So not too, too bad for November in Vermont, but could yeah. be better, could be worse. We're actually getting really similar weather here. So it's like not quite cold enough to snow, but it is unpleasant and muddy and gray. Yeah. Great time of year. It's the brown season. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, we're super happy to have you on. Um, a lot of our followers are probably somewhat familiar with you because you're fairly active on Instagram. Um, so I think that, you know, you've posted about your story and your, I hate the word journey, but I'm going to use the word journey here um, a few times. And it's a great story. Um, and we always appreciate how open you are. It's been a long road for you. Um, eight years, over eight years, I think, at yeah. this point. And, yeah, we're excited um, for the insight that you can provide into that process. And not only for like it's interesting for us as coaches, but also people who are sort of looking to embark down that road for themselves. Sure. So um, some intro for people who don't know. Allie was my first ever nutrition client. So we met, um, hooked up back in 2017, started working together then. Um, not really sure haven't, how you haven't gotten tired of me yet. <laughs> I mean, you're still but hanging around with me, so. <laughs> yeah, it's a good match. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've definitely enjoyed it. So, uh, obviously, like, I know a lot about you. Alex knows a lot about you because we talk about you a lot. Don't let you, like, don't let that cool. make you feel weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, awesome. uh, yeah, I, I guess what we want to do here is just kind of open it up for you to tell, tell us and the listeners a little bit about your story that, you know, it actually began well over eight years ago. So kind of where were you at that point in your life? Um, what led you to the point where you, you know, thought you wanted to make some changes and what was the catalyst for those changes? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also strongly dislike the word journey, but if you find a better word for it, let me know. Cause I don't know like what else you call that, but yeah, a little over eight years ago, I guess I was like 26, 27. Um, started a, a new job at like a bigger corporation that provided um, a discount to a local gym. Um, and I obviously knew that like I had some, some health issues to work on and I was overweight um, and being athletic like my whole life. I played sports growing up. I played travel softball, travel basketball, um, college softball. And then just after college, I kind of really started gaining weight. Um, I mean, in college, too, I started gaining weight, but afterward, like, not having that activity or, like, a, a set routine um, really kind of hit me, and it was at this point, like, I, I had that opportunity to check out the gym at a discounted rate. Um, it included a free, like, initial consultation with a personal trainer, so I was like, oh, I'll check it out, see what's going on. Um, so I went in, and I met with um, this woman, this personal trainer, and she kind of just asked me, we sat down in her office, she's like, you know, what are your goals, what's your history? Um, what would you like to get out of this? And I was like, yeah, like I kind of told her, I talked for like a couple minutes. Um, I was just like, yeah, I want to get a little healthier, you know, get active again since I haven't really been. And she just kind of like came at me, man. Like <laughs> she, 
I think this is what I really needed, and I don't know if it's, like, the right approach for everyone, but she was very blunt. She was just like, the way you're going right now, you're going to have a lot of health problems. Like, you're going to run into a lot of issues down the road, and you might even die young. Like, she said those words. <laughs> She's like, you're probably going to die at a young age. And I was like, oh, okay. Cool, 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 cool. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I started crying. <laughs> Sat there for, like, a few minutes. Um and then decided to work with her because that was just kind of like the turning point for me. Someone being like, you know, you got to get your shit together. Like, obviously, like I was there, I knew I needed to do something. But like her just being like, bro, what are you doing? Um, yeah. Really kind of like kickstarted the whole like journey um, around eight years ago. And um, yeah, I worked with her for like a year. I really liked working with her. But, you know, personal training, it's like once a week, it's like it's expensive. Um yeah. It's way more than a CrossFit membership monthly, and you get one training session a week, and someone like me, um, who needs guidance, needed guidance back then, trying to go into the gym um, in my larger body back then, I just felt super uncomfortable. I didn't know what to do the other three, four days a week that I was trying to work out. Um, so that kind of atmosphere wasn't really the best for me, um, but I really, that was, appreciate that start, because um, that really... Um, got me going and then um, about a year later I found CrossFit because a friend recommended it to me and that kind of just took over here we are yeah so you've been with you've been doing CrossFit for about seven years now then yeah about seven years uh, in November well it is November yeah (laughs) so seven years we're here (laughs) yeah here we are no that's um yeah that's really cool like how so at your heaviest what was your body weight um I think it was around 311 so yeah. not insignificant. <laughs> no, that's amazing. And that was all. Meredith, I'm pretty sure my I'm not recording. Oh, um, we're going to cut this out. Just give me a second. Yeah, you're just muted. It's telling you that you're muted. You're recording on mine. Okay. It just doesn't turn blue. Yeah, it's because it can't hear you talking. Gotcha. Because you're, you're muted. But your, run- your mic is running through mine. Okay. Okay. Oh. So... You gained most of that weight after kind of high school, throughout university, and then into your early 20s? Yeah, so I would say I definitely, like, I was never super, like, small in, like, high school, but I was super active in, like, sports, so um, I was, like, average size, and then in college, I was like, oh, I'm playing college softball, I can, like, go to the dining hall at 9 p.m. and have, like, a second dinner, and, like, I'm burning all these calories, like, no, I'm playing Division Three college softball, like, first base, like, the least amount of movement possible, like, <laughs> so that kind of, like, set up some habits and stuff, um, but yeah, after college especially, like, not being active and playing, like, slow pitch beer league softball, um, and still kind of having those same, like, eating habits, definitely kind of just, oh, geez, kept, like, building um, on top of that, so, yeah. Was that, like, during that time, were you... Like, what was your level of awareness to that process as it was happening? This is something that, like, I've actually never asked someone uh, who, has got, who has gone from being, you know, somewhat athletic to overweight and then lost it is, you know, people are very, very aware of the process of getting healthy and losing weight. But I always am curious about what is the level of awareness when you're going the opposite direction? It's a really good question. I don't think I was super aware of it in college. You know, I was, like, the typical college student, like, drinking beers, you know, playing softball, going to class, um, partying a little bit too much, probably, um, not super concerned. Um, yeah. and then 
I mean, I guess I kind of realized it a little bit because, like, shortstop was always my position. I got to college, um, started playing first base because I wasn't as quick on my feet as I used to be, you know, down the line. Um, And then, yeah, I guess I became more aware of it um, once I was in grad school um, and kind of doing, like, I had a a graduate assistantship coaching um, at Ithaca, coaching softball. and I kind of realized it a little bit more then, like, oh, you're not nearly as active as you used to be, like, you're gaining weight. But I didn't think too much of it until probably, like, I was 23, 24, when I was just, like, really starting to gain weight and, like, continued, like, I would come home from work and I'd have a drink because it was a habit, like, um, or I'd go get fast food, like, four or five days a week um, because I didn't really like cooking. Um, so I kind of started to realize it a little bit more then, um, especially, like, living with one of my roommates, like, just realizing, like, she kind of like ate and drank the same way I did, but she didn't gain weight like I did. Um, and I kind of just looked, looked at the two of us and I was just like, huh, that's cool. All right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's pretty awesome. But, um, yeah, I would say like 23, 24, I started to kind of slowly realize that there was obviously an issue going on, but didn't really do much to change it for a couple years after that. Yeah. I think that's pretty common. And, you know, we kind of talk about the concept of like willful ignorance, um, not always in regards to health, although it certainly plays a role there. But even like you see it happen with people's finances. It's like you you choose to be blind something or blind to something. And even though, you know, like, hey, this is a problem. My spending habits are a problem. My eating habits are a problem. But like, yeah, that's for like future. That's for future me. I'll deal <laughs> with that later. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of interesting to hear. Um so prior to, I guess, your meeting with the, the, well, actually, my first question, when you met with the personal trainer, was it like a light switch flipped? Like what kind of, um, was it an immediate, like, yes, I'm going to do this um, right now, like just overhaul your whole life? Or d- was, it, was it more of a gradual entry into that process? No, it was definitely like a light switch. It was like, wow, like I'm done being an asshole. Like this is my life. Like... I, you know, I'm 20, whatever, 26, 27, I don't remember the exact age, eight years ago, 35 now, so maybe 27, um, but yeah, I was just like, this, this sucks, like, I don't, I don't want to die young, like, (laughs) I would like to make a change, and she really helped me a lot, um, with those sessions, and, like, being a good mentor for that year that I worked with her. Did she stop being so, like, blunt after you started working with her, or did she retain some level of, like, no bullshit here yeah I mean I think it was a combination of the two like she became a little bit softer and like encouraging like obviously with workouts and like and stuff like that but like if she saw me kind of going back to some old habits or being kind of like an asshole she would call me out on it for sure yeah um so in your words I think around that time you just you got tired of your own bullshit and um we're just kind of curious, like, what was some of that bullshit? Like, what habits did you have back then that you you had to work really hard to, to change and get rid of and replace with, like, new healthy habits? Yeah, so I kind of mentioned it a little bit, but, like, I would come home from work and I would just, like, pour myself a gin and tonic, like, out of habit. Like, oh, I'm home from work now, it's time to have a drink, like, or two. Um, or, like, oh, I'm not going to cook tonight, I'm going to go get McDonald's, um, and it's not a big deal. <laughs> um just like, and not being active at all, like just being so out of a routine coming out of college, like not having, um, like accountability or like people around as much. It's just kind of like, 
not really like, I guess like not a funk, but like just a new routine, a new super unhealthy routine where I would come home and just kind of, you know, sit on the couch, watch TV, have a drink, snack, do whatever. Um, yeah. I have a, a, a question to go back to on the, when your like trainer kind of just said like, Hey, do you know that like you're really unhealthy? Did like, and Meredith kind of brought up willful, willful ignorance. Like, you knew, did you know, like, there's a potential chance for health issues to die early? And it was just, it took somebody to kind of, like, articulate that to your face to be like, oh, shit, like, she's right. Like, I need to, like, get real here. Because, um, and the reason I ask this is I have, mm-hmm. a, you know, we, we get clients who come in and it's almost like they, they're out of, and not to sound rude, but there's, like, a lack of, there's a dissociation from, uh, like, reality. It's like they don't quite understand, like, where they're at and you you want to say like hey like you really need to get your shit together because like things are going to go south real fast but also you don't want to say that and like scare somebody so I guess I just want it it would be helpful for me at least and probably for everyone else to like have a better understanding like was it just somebody saying it to your face or did the timing of of that kind of coincide with you know the fact that you had decided to go to a gym and you were kind of already about to make a change like what do you think was different for you in that moment? Yeah, I think like I had, I had like an inkling of some of that, but I don't think like the extremes that she was saying, like, I was like, Oh, I'm unhealthy. Like whatever. I'm overweight. It's, you know, it's an issue, but it's not like that big of an issue. Like I've been overweight for years now. I'm just kind of chugging along. Um, but I definitely didn't think it was as like, it didn't register to me that it was going to be as big of an issue as it would have been or as it was. Um, like I wasn't thinking, you know, like diabetes or like, heart issues, heart health, like, and she's just like, you, you know, you've got all these potentials, like, are you thinking about your future, like, and I wasn't, like, I say like a lot, sorry, (laughs) but yeah, no, I wasn't, um, and like, I guess it didn't really dawn on me the extent, um, of the problems I could be facing until she kind of just said it to my face, like, I had, like I said, I had, like, an inkling that there was some potential issues, but not, um, to the extremes that I was kind of putting myself in, the position I was in. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about really quick the, well, not really quick. I imagine this conversation will be a bit longer. Um, the role of CrossFit specifically, and then um, to break that down, the role of the CrossFit community specifically in your ongoing success. Yeah. So, um, crossfitting for seven years now, like we said, um, kind of found it when I was at like this place, um, at the gym with my personal trainer where things were just like boring and stale. And like, I wasn't seeing as much progress as I had been. Um, I think I'd lost probably about 50 pounds at that point. Um, and one of my friends was just like, Oh, like I started CrossFit a little while ago. You should, you should check it out. It was really fun. And I, I had no idea what CrossFit was. Like, I had never heard of it before. I was like, all right, like, I'll Google it or whatever. So um, I think I Googled it that night, and I came up with pictures from, like, the CrossFit Games, and I'm seeing, like, Rich Froning and, like, Annie Thor's daughter, and I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. Um, I'll definitely check it out. Put it at the top of the list. Um, but no, so we, I think I saw her again, like, a week later, and we chatted. She's like, so did you check it out? I'm like, yeah, bro, no. Like, are you kidding? um she's like no like here's the one here's the gym I go to like check out their website like send them a message so I did that and it looked way more reasonable obviously like there's people like average people that go um 
and look like me and look, you know, some people look super fit. Some people look like me, a little overweight, um, trying to get healthier. Um, so I reached out, um, via email. Uh, one of the owners got back to me. She's like, yeah, we have uh, classes on Saturdays. If you want to come by, like you can check out the last half of the class and then we can chat after. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll do that. And honestly, like driving over that Saturday that I went to check it out was probably like one of the scariest moments of my life. Cause like, still like I saw like average looking people on the website like I did my research like on their Facebook page or whatever but like it was still like CrossFit like it's very intimidating for someone that's not used to working out or doing like a lot of fitness um, or is overweight um so uh, yeah I I mean I got there I checked it out and like I said there was a lot of people that looked kind of like me um a lot of people that were super fit and intimidating (laughs) um but I, I spoke with a few members. I spoke with the, the owners and um, I think I signed up the next day for foundations. Um, and here we are seven years later. Um, yeah, I uh, couldn't be happier with that decision. Um, I got my CFL one in 2018. So three years ago, um, been doing like part-time coaching like once or twice a week, which is pretty awesome to think back from like being intimidated to even go check it out to now like I get to coach there. Um, so I feel pretty lucky about that. Um, and just like looking back at like where I started, like as like being scared to even walk in the gym and now it's like my favorite part of the day and, um, being intimidated by those super fit people. And now like having people tell me that like I intimidate them, like it's just super surreal to like think about like how much has changed. Yeah. It's been awesome to observe. Um, I was just, when you were talking about being super intimidating, what's your deadlift? Best ever, <laughs> um, best ever is 375. Yeah, that's a big ass <laughs> That <deadlift>. explains it. <laughs> yeah, I would be intimidated. It's funny with CrossFit, like your experience going into CrossFit, your first CrossFit class, is actually is very similar to my first cross. Like I remember being so nervous and I was like in good shape coming from uh, like I was just coming off of like four years skiing on the NCAA circuit. I think like, and that could be cause I have a little bit of social anxiety, but I think like regardless, like going into a new community that's tight knit, like any CrossFit mm-hmm. community is pretty tight knit now knowing that in hindsight and also just, yeah, there's always, you know, going to be somebody who's like super fit or just like, I don't know, you're just, you're new and, and so it's it's interesting, like, I think everyone feels that to some degree, but it's pretty sweet that you kind of just, like, jumped in with both feet right away. Just, like, I think a lot of people yeah. probably, like, say, like, oh, I'll, I'll think about it, and then maybe they don't, and it's, they miss out. For sure. And I think CrossFit's special like that with just, like, the community aspect. Like, it's, yeah, it's intimidating walking into a situation like that with such a tight-knit group and community, but, like, once you're in it, it's, like you're, you're part of it. Like you're there. Um, like they got you. Um, I mean, some of my closest friendships have just developed over the last seven years from CrossFit and like even just acquaintances, like the people you get to meet on a daily basis, like at classes or coaching, like people you would never interact with otherwise, like outside of CrossFit. It's just really cool to, to see the different dynamics and personalities. Have you been at the same gym since you started? Yep. Same one, all seven years. Cool. Yep. What gym is that? 802 CrossFit in Essex, yep. Vermont. Seems like a good one. It's a good one, for sure. 
you have uh that's actually that leads me into another question that we have and that's um it's kind of to touch on the importance of sort of tribes in our life like humans are like we're all social creatures even ones you know those of us who do have some social anxiety or introverts like i think it's human nature to seek out groups where you can fit into like whatever your social role tends to be i think that's that's common and it's not uncommon for people to fall in with um i guess kind of toxic friend groups and tribes that make um making positive changes a little more difficult so i'm just curious if uh you ever found yourself in a situation where you kind of had to maybe move on from relationships that weren't serving you or at least the direction that you wanted to go in yeah 100 percent. like and I don't even know if I want to say like move on but like definitely have some distance between like some closer friendships that I had um eight years ago you know doing like slow pitch softball it's like you're you're, you're playing softball you're drinking beer like you're going out after games eating pizza whatever like totally different <laughs> um totally different than like CrossFit where you you know when I first started people were all about paleo and like not drinking and like um it's just like a, a completely different vibe so it, to have those two like kind of merge like I still play the occasional slow pitch softball but like it it looks a lot different like I'm not drinking in the dugout um or <laughs> funneling beers like on the sidelines um like I used to be <laughs> and you know at first I definitely <laughs> definitely got a lot of like pushback like because you know I was known for like ha like drinking and like um and eating and like just being like the life of the party and um so people were like you know what's going on you know they I mean I don't want to say they weren't supportive but like they definitely I don't know if they just like missed who I was um and thought that I was like boring or whatever now but um I definitely um started to distance myself from like that crew a little bit more um and it's natural too like I made friends at CrossFit that had more similar interests that were aligning with where I was at in the moment so um, I think like with any friendship, sometimes, you know, you just grow apart, you have different priorities in your life at that time. And you kind of just like fade. Um, I still love all of my softball friends. Like I was in a bowling league with a bunch of them for a while. Um, and I still try to play when I can, but it's definitely different than, than it was, um, not ripping beer funnels, beer funnels. Yeah. Beer bongs. Do you ever, oh. do you ever miss the like drinking aspect? Like the, you know, we have clients again who come to us and it's like, you know, I, I, I understand that I need to, you know, cut out a certain amount of alcohol and like food to lose weight and, and regain my health. But I don't necessarily know if it's sustainable because it's very difficult for me to, um, you know, act like use my willpower or not go out. And, it, you know, it, it, maybe it's because they had, that person has, hasn't necessarily found a new tribe that's like, I've found a different place and that kind of takes the, s the place of your old life, I guess, not to sound mm -hmm. like dramatic, but. <laughs> yeah. And I think that was for me, like one of the, the bigger struggles, I think that Meredith probably had working with me too, is I drank a lot <laughs> when we first started working together, like probably four or five days a week, at least I would be like having drinks. Um, and it was definitely a lifestyle change um, and, like, kind of evaluating, like, why am I having those drinks? Is it, like, just a habit? I get home from work, I have a drink, like I said. Or is it, like, a social um, peer pressure situation? Like, what what's going on where I'm having that much alcohol um, on a regular basis? Um, 
And I think it was just kind of like a combination of habit and like peer pressure at softball. You know, I'm in the dugout. Someone's like, oh, you want a beer? I'm like, yeah, obviously, like, give me a beer. Um, <laughs> no question. Um, but then like trying to just flip those habits and being like, OK, well, why don't I just have a drink? Like if I feel like it, like if I'm out and about like in a social situation and I feel like having a drink with friends, cool. Um, but I don't need to come home from work and have a shitty PBR just because it's a habit or like <laughs> some crappy gin. Um, so I kind of have started, I've gotten a lot better. I still drink occasionally, um, a couple drinks a week probably on like the weekends. Um, but it's typically like if I'm looking forward to trying like a new whiskey or, um, a new, a new beer or at a new brewery with friends. Um, so it's definitely been a big shift and it's, been about the entire time we've been working together for sure so like three four years kind of shifting away from that just like binge drinking habit um to just a more like conscious decision making like when I have drinks when I don't how it affects my next day my sleep oh like I like sleep too much these days to have shitty sleep because I had one too many beers um so I find that very relatable <laughs> the sleep thing <laughs> yeah seriously like two beers and I can't sleep it's like it's it's weird because when you're younger and you you drink a lot in college or whatever which I definitely did too I mean I don't know if what you what you do after you drink is technically sleeping like (laughs) you just pass out but I don't know you're like half dead (laughs) but it's I guess as an adult you don't just pass out you like kind of try to sleep but then you're like very acutely aware of how uncomfortable you are because you're like very much just either still drunk or like at the beginning stages of being very hungover you're trying to get a sense of how bad the hangover is actually going to be yeah you're just like paranoid that you're like okay i'm feeling a little yeah. nauseous yeah i've made a grave mistake <laughs> why are my legs so restless yeah, <laughs> yeah that's really interesting that it was it's cool that it was just like i mean you like a three or four a year transition that's quite a while but it probably speaks to the sustainability of the approach. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it wouldn't have been realistic for me to just be like, I'm going to stop drinking. Done. Yeah. Did like, you ever even like, now, do like, anything? Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just to say, even now, like, for me to just be like, I'm going to, like, cut out drinking for 30 days. Like, for me, that's just stupid. Like, then what am I going to do after 30 days? Like, I don't yeah, understand. Yeah, we get those. a lot of people like, who, they're like, I'm going to have a dry October. Or, like you know in like january is a very common dry month for people i'm like but why like what do you do february for do you go on a bender like what's february 1st yeah i just find that approach to be really sort of silly have you ever done anything like that like cold turkey i'm either i'm not going to do this thing or like i'm going to do this 100 percent of the time have you ever done that with anything i mean kind of when i first started eight years ago i did like one of those shake diets um one of those really shitty shake diets um (laughs) so it was like drink two shakes a day eat like one meal and maybe one snack but it also came with like this fasting day so like you would eat nothing and sometimes it was like two days yeah it was awful like I don't know how I did it like looking back because I love food so much but you know I did that for a good chunk of time and I was like pretty committed and I think I actually stopped drinking during that time too but again like I did it for however long and then after that like I was just right back to drinking like, yeah. So I think there could be value if someone's like, I want to have a dry January, knowing that it's it's for a specific reason. Like I want to know that I have control over 
you know, alcohol, I can say no to it. Or I, you know, I don't actually need candy. It can be a good exercise. But I think with the idea that like, you're going to go cold turkey for the rest of your life, maybe not like that's not the best approach. Yeah. But yeah. I think the craziest thing I ever did was one year for Lent, which I think it what Lent's 40 days. I think I have that right. I gave up meat. I did all like vegetarian for 40 days. That was really terrible. That really sounds terrible. terrible. <laughs> yeah. And then of course, Dark like times. you go you go right back. I don't remember anything positive that I took from that. Like it's just something that I did that was terrible and I'm like I'm never going to do that again or at least not in that way. So, yeah. I don't know. I I cut out McDonald's cold turkey in 2011, and I haven't had it since. You haven't had McDonald's since 2011? 2011. I had a really bad oh. experience that involved pot brownies. <laughs> <laughs> but do you want to elaborate I had, on that? I had yeah. probably eaten, like, in that day, I had eaten 10 years worth of McDonald's. <laughs> so I had turned off of it and just never. And then also in university, like, I used to party pretty hard, too. Like, play hard, work hard, work hard, play hard. And, like, I don't know, like, whenever you're hungover, it's, like, all you want is McDonald's or, like, fast food. It's, like, the only thing that seems appetizing. Um, and so I would always get McDonald's, and I think I started associating McDonald's with being hungover. So it was, like, it wasn't, it didn't actually take that much effort to cut it out. It was a natural evolution. That sounds great. Did you have, like, did you have a hangover food, Allie? Um... I, my go-to is usually like a local bagel shop, like a bacon, egg, and cheese um, type of deal. Um, but also I was big on the McDonald's for a while, for sure. Yeah. Like the hash browns and. Yeah. Their yeah. hash browns are pretty dang delicious. Yeah. I was make a good chicken potatoes. person, but mm. yeah. Um, I don't really know how I did that <laughs> ever, <laughs> but uh, okay, let's move on away from fast food. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, you were an athlete, you were an athlete in college, you're an athlete before college. Like, I think you've always had that kind of mindset and it sounds like maybe even when you weren't at your healthiest and I, I think that's common, it, but I see, I see now like you, you definitely have that mindset where you're striving to, you know, improve in the gym and like kind of keep moving forward. How do you balance like your desire to be better against your against appreciating like what you've accomplished in the past and i i want to frame that correctly a lot of i think some people have trouble appreciating the progress that they've made because they are not where they want to be yet and then the flip side of that coin is some people appreciate too much and become complacent and stop striving so where's where's your balance in that yeah, I mean, I think that's really hard because I definitely have moments where I'm like, you know, I've been doing this for like CrossFit. I want to get better. Obviously, that's a goal. I've been doing it for seven years. I know I'm never going to be like a games athlete or whatever, but I enjoy local competitions and like um, went to Wadapalooza in the scale division one year and that was super fun. So like I want to keep doing stuff like that and getting better. But like some days I look at myself and I'm like, oh, like you've done one ring muscle up in your life and you haven't done one since. And like I get super down about something like that. But then I look back like at eight years ago and I'm like you couldn't even run a mile like you couldn't even dream of doing a pull-up let alone a strict pull-up like calm down like just keep working and like if you're gonna get the muscle-ups you'll get them like 
it's just so I mean I guess it depends on the day like some days are harder to kind of appreciate where you are when you're having like an especially bad session at the gym or whatever um when your deadlift is 375 but you're having a hard time with like 300 like you get down on yourself sometimes um but it's it's definitely in those moments where I try to like reflect and be like okay well 300 on a deadlift like you weighed 311 pounds eight years ago like you can deadlift yourself even if you're just doing 300 like just trying to really look back and be like yeah man like I couldn't run a mile and I ran a half marathon a few years ago like so it's you know like I said it's harder on some days to kind of appreciate it and get out of that funk but most of the time I'm able to like tell myself to like just chill out and like appreciate the process and like I know I'm putting in the effort that I need to be and doing the best I can. So that's what counts. When you, um, so on Instagram and we always try to repost you so that we, you know, can share, but you'll post kind of like before and after photos and just a little bit about your journey. Um, what's for you, like, what's the reason behind those posts? Is it to, for yourself to be like, I I, like a, a reminder of how far you've come, a reminder to keep going. Is it, do you do you feel like sharing your story helps to inspire others? Is it a little bit of a both? Like, yeah, I think it's definitely a little bit of both. Like, it's it's helpful for me to reflect and like, you know, when I make those posts, I have to think about what I'm writing and like it. Like I said, it helps me reflect and appreciate like where I was and how far I've come. But I'm also hopeful that like it'll help someone else that was like me eight years ago, like scared shitless, like not sure what to do, um, and thinking you know, 311 pounds, like trying to lose that and get to like a healthy weight is, is kind of terrifying. Like that's a, it's a big goal. Like, um, but I, I hope that people can see that and know that it's like possible. Like it's, you just have to, to work hard and like not expect results overnight. Like that's why I think it's important sometimes. Um, or most of the time I include like the length of time that I've been doing this just because like people see before and after photos and they think it's just like a quick, quick thing but like there's no quick solution it's building sustainable habits that like you enjoy um like I did a lot of things I kind of yo-yoed up and down for a while over the past eight years with weight like I would lose some then I'd gain some then I'd lose some then I'd gain some um before I really found what works for me and you know counting macros and CrossFit have just really helped me be consistent because I just enjoy doing both like it's something that's ingrained in my daily life now that you know I, I look forward to yeah. And I think that's like the fact that you enjoy it is really big. I think people get really hung up on doing like the exact right thing. And I definitely used to be the, like this CrossFit zealot. And, you know, I thought that everyone should do CrossFit and if they're not, you know, they're, <coughs> they're missing out or they're, you know, they're not going to have good results. But I think in my, you know, I work with more people than I used to, and I've also gotten older and calm down a little bit <laughs> I think the most important thing is not like the what that you do it's that you enjoy it and you you're willing to do it and you want to do it every single day and it's the same it's the same for nutrition and obviously like if you if you want to eat McDonald's every day there's a limit to that but you know part of something being sustainable is that it includes it includes you know foods and activities that you enjoy and I can say like from my angle like you do a good job of that like there's not a lot of restriction on your end like you definitely I mean you still enjoy yourself you still have drinks when you want them you have scones like you you fit (laughs) things in yeah and it's like you have to because you can't you can't just do a juice 
cleanse or juice diet for the rest of your life. You don't want to do like definitely don't want to do whole 30 or paleo for the rest of your life. And but it probably took you some time to come to that, just like it takes most people some time to come to that realization. Yeah, for sure. Like, I'm not going to put anyone down that's like not into CrossFit. Like if you're going to Zumba or whatever, good for you. You love it. You like dancing. You're moving your body like great. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, whatever. Do whatever makes you happy. (laughs) I I think I've done it once. once. (laughs) It was I was behind the entire class. Um, On that note, um, you so you you had your personal trainer for a year and then you found CrossFit and then you were doing CrossFit. So I guess with the timeline about like four years or well, you've known you've known Meredith for four or five years now. So. Yeah, four years. What, and I'm, uh, we're not here to push coaching. We just want to have an understanding of like the value that that added and like what changed for you and why you were, why you signed up for a nutrition coach. And then, you know, having had, having have like Meredith in your life for this long, like how are you still benefiting? Like what, what are the major changes after that happened for you? Like, did you, were you familiar with macros? Did you start tracking macros right away? Like, yeah. Um, so I didn't start with macros right away. So I, I started, like I mentioned with that shake diet, um, which obviously was not sustainable, not something, um, I could do long-term. Um, so I did that for a while. And then like I did the paleo thing for a bit. We had like some nutrition challenges at the gym that were helpful and teaching me better habits, um, and kind of working on that. And then before Meredith, I worked with, um, a different coach at a different company doing macro counting, um, and just did not like, like it at all. Didn't connect with the coach. Like didn't seem like they really cared. Like I was just kind of a number. Um, uh, in fact, I think they sent me my macros one time and it had like a different person's name on them. I was like, okay, that's cool. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, 2017 started working with, um, Meredith and tactic. Uh, and I think, well, I was with you before tactic as well, but, um, yeah, we started working together um, and like, it just like from the start, like, it seems like you actually cared. <laughs> like I wasn't just like another number, like you actually actively tried to like get to know me and what was important to me. Um, and you know, figured out my numbers based on that and like what my goals were. And at the time, I think, I think it was like a combination of still trying to lose some weight, but also like, um, start making improvements in the gym. Um, you know, getting better at CrossFit cause that was kind of important to me. Um, back then that's where I really kind of started to try and make that transition to more performance stuff, I think. Um, and yeah, I, like I said, just like having that relationship being built, um, on like trust and, uh, understanding and knowing that like you actually cared, um, was super important and just holding me accountable. Like, I don't know. I just like your style. Like if I do something, <laughs> like you'll tell me if I'm being a jerk or like, or you'll be like, like, why do you, why do you think you did that? Or like, it's just making me think about my choices instead of being like, well, that was dumb. Like, you know, and just really trying to build those better habits. And it's, it's been the most sustainable thing that I've, I've done so far. Obviously it's been four years. Um, and I'm still going strong, um, getting stronger in the gym, getting better. Um, so yeah, it's just highly recommend 10 out of 10 stars. (laughs) Do you ever see Meredith's name pop up on your phone and you're like, ugh. (laughs) I don't think so because like even on sometimes like on like a Monday. Yeah. On like a Monday if I'm like, oh, like my logs maybe weren't great this weekend. 
like I never like am actually that worried that because I've never like she's never scolded me like it's never like um what the fuck were you doing so I'm not sure if we can like swear but like (laughs) like bro what are you doing it's always like oh like I see you enjoyed this this weekend (laughs) like yeah I did (laughs) um but like and I (laughs) I had two scones this weekend I think part of that is like also she knows that like it's more of a rare occurrence for me to like really overdo it or or that type of thing but um but yeah I don't think it's ever the case where I see her name pop up and I'm like oh fuck (laughs) (laughs) oh god it's her yeah Yeah, I'm sure some people do feel that way though but those are not people (laughs) I have stellar relationships with um yeah I think like you know there's with coaching I I think it's um it's important people have to come to their own conclusions and they have to make their own decisions like people hate being told what to do even though like even though some people crave that like that's what they sign up and that's what they say they want people like it just it doesn't work so like if I think I know what someone wants because they've told me what they wanted I'm just gonna find ways to remind them that that's what they want and get them to be like oh I should do this which has historically been my approach with you and you know you've been really easy with it so some people are less easy <laughs> oh, that's good to hear <laughs> I don't really, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, most terrifying. people that deal with me don't call it easy but <laughs> <laughs> well you're straightforward and that means a lot I hate guessing what's on people's mind and I usually don't have to do that with you so yeah I'm like a, I'm a terrible liar anyway I don't like lying but like I'm awful at it I think even via text I would be pretty terrible at it so <laughs> yeah yeah, best just not to. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see, what else do we have? Yeah, so I guess one one question, and this is something that, you know, we both deal with on occasion. I've dealt with it as a professional in a number of settings. I've dealt with it as an athlete, and it's it's just sometimes I almost feel like I, I don't deserve what I have or, like, I'm – I'm not the person that I hold myself out as. And I think that it has a name and it's called imposter syndrome. (laughs) And I was wondering if given the amount of change that you've had in your life, does that ever crop up for you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's actually something I've been dealing with like a lot, not like a lot, but like I've kind of been more aware of recently, like um, just with like the coaching thing and like being like, one of the, you know, like more seasoned, I guess you would say, like, I just been there longer at the gym, um, athletes, um, and having like realizing that people are looking up to you and they're looking at what you're doing. Um, when, you know, I first started, like nobody gave a shit what I was doing. Like I would show up, I'd do my workout and like, whatever, nobody cared. But like these days, like people are like actively watching me. And like, for me, it's just like, why, like who, who am I for them to be like, oh, like, I wonder what Allie's doing, or, like, what's her score today, or, like, what did she lift, like, it's just so weird to me coming from where I was, like, being intimidated by these athletes to now having people, like, actually, like, look at me that same way, it's just, it's so surreal, and, like, some days, like I said, I'm just, like, like, why do they care, like, what, (laughs) who am I for them to look up to, like, I'm a hot mess most of the time, like, tripping over shit, and, like, can't get (laughs) my stuff together, um, but, I mean, I I do look back and I'm like, yeah, like I'm a very hard worker. Like I, I, I am who I say, like you get, you, you get what you see with me. Like I'm not like 
not perfect, but like when you look at me and you talk to me, like, you know what you're going to get. I'm not going to like lie. Like I said, I'm a terrible liar anyway, so I'm not even going to try, but like, um, I just, I am who I am and you know, people take it or leave it. If you want to look up to me, cool. Um, I'm trying to like be better about, um, appreciating that and realizing, you know, I've worked hard and you know, it's some of that is kind of like, I don't want to say earned, but like, um, that's, yeah, that's not what I want to say at all, but, um, just accepting that, like, some people are where I was, so it's, it's kind of like a 180, and, um, trying to keep that in mind, um, and not be so intimidating at the gym, because I just don't like small talk, and I don't, like, initiate conversations, so people are, like, scared to talk to me, um, but, I know the feeling. yeah, um, um, yeah. I have two 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 questions. Uh the first question I have is do you ever worry about like slipping back? I think I used to. I don't think I really do now. Um I think like back when I was yo-yoing a little bit, it was really hard um to like lose weight and then gain some back. Uh, you know, that was just such a a mind game, but I think now I've just like developed such strong habits that like I'm not super concerned about it like I can have days where I like go way over my macros or have a few too many drinks and I'm not gonna like freak out the next day and I'm not gonna like not eat because I'm worried I'm gonna gain weight um so I yeah I don't really think now that I fear that but it was definitely a fear like along the way for a while so just like learning that like a day off isn't gonna throw you completely off and like there's no such thing as a slippery slope for you is just like having confidence in that and those in those habits and not missing like more than once or twice yeah exactly like it's okay to you know have a day here and there where like maybe I eat an entire pizza and like don't restrict the rest of the day maybe I had a scone too like that's fine I'm not gonna not eat the next day because like I'm worried um that it's gonna like start snowballing out of control because like I know myself and I know that the habits that I've built are strong enough to like come back and just get back on track um, and then my last question, and you can just say pass if you don't want to talk <laughs> about it. It's a little okay. like maybe a little more personal, but sure. Um, what's your relationship with your body like now? Like, do you look in the mirror and you're like, holy shit, I look amazing. Like, I'm so <laughs> proud of myself or, or some days you feel like that. And some days you're like, man, like, I still wish I looked like this or mm-hmm. like, I mean, there's no right or wrong answer. And y- again, you can go as deep as you want. I think I'm curious as a, as a human being, like having come so far like what how do you see yourself and like that sort of thing yeah I mean I think like anybody it it changes depending on the day you know and like where you're kind of at mental health wise that day but like honestly like these days I look in the mirror and like not these days but like probably back when I first started like really transitioning to like not focusing on weight loss like I would look in the mirror and just be like like, who is this? Like, I look at old photos and like, it's just so weird to see like the difference. Like some days I feel, you know, like it's hard to describe. Like in some ways I'll always feel like the fat kid. Like I'll always see myself as overweight, but then in like some days I'm like, can't even remember to what that was like. Um, like being that overweight and uh, like just unhappy and unhealthy. Um, so yeah, like I look, most days I look in the mirror and I'm like, fuck yeah, man. Like, like, look at me, look at what I did, you know, like, it's awesome, um, 
and also going along with that, it's, it's kind of difficult too. Like, because yeah, I'm like, I look great. Like, this is awesome. Um, but then losing that amount of weight, like I have loose skin too, which I've talked about a little bit on Instagram, not like a ton. Cause it's like not my favorite topic. Um, but yeah, I mean, sometimes it's difficult, like to kind of put those two together. Like I have a lot of muscles now and like in some, some days I have abs, some days I don't. Um, but I also have like loose skin. If I don't have like high-waisted leggings on, I personally feel kind of uncomfortable, um, just because I've got like the loose skin hanging around. Um, and my legs are not anything I've ever been super comfortable with. Um, so I'm always team legging, um, trying to get more comfortable with shorts because I know nobody else gives a shit if I wear shorts or not. Um, so that's kind of like a me thing. Um, but yeah, for the most part, like super, body positive and like accepting and thinking where I am now is, is really, really fucking cool compared to where I was. Um, and not even just cause I was overweight, just cause like looking back at photos and stuff, like just unhappy, unhealthy, like looking at the difference between like my face and like the smiles or expressions like is, is wild to me. That's really cool. Thanks for sharing yeah. that. Like it's, that's yeah. really awesome. Made me smile to hear that. <laughs> Have you ever like yeah. reached back out to your old like personal trainer and you're like, Hey, <laughs> thank you. I think I did like or a few just years off, ago. She... <laughs> yeah. Like I think when I, so like I officially lost 150 pounds, I think like two, two years ago. Um, and I think like I made a post and I like reached out to her and I was like, you know, thank you for like your part in this. Like you really got me going. Um, and I think we, we chatted a little bit. Um, I don't talk with her a ton anymore, um, but I definitely reached out at that point um, and was just kind of like, thank you. Like, you know, you, you got this whole thing going. So I really appreciate your part in it. Oh, super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we were going to ask sort of about how you perceive yourself differently, but I, we've already kind of touched on that. So I'm wondering if... Um, I know I told you I might ask about core values because it's been a thing of mine for the last little bit, but you know, what, what are some of your core values? Like, and what I mean by that are, um, usually they're feelings and it's things that like, if you tap, t tap into each day, like you get to the end of the day and you think that was a good day. So what are like, what are a couple things that are just like super, super important to you? It can be anything at all. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't want to like sound cliche or anything, but I think like, like kindness like for me right now I'm big on like if I can make someone feel good about themselves like I'm gonna do it like if I see someone doing something well or like I can give them a compliment on something like I'm gonna do it it costs me nothing and it might make their day like just trying to make people feel good I think is really important especially these days um and I do a lot of that I try to do a lot of that with humor sometimes I mean, I always think I'm funny, but I don't know. Sometimes people probably don't have the same feelings about that. <laughs> uh, what else? Um, this one's probably super cliche, but like authenticity, like I mentioned before, like with me, kind of like what you see is what you get. Like, I don't want people guessing, like when they talk to me, like, is she being truthful? Like, is she being honest? Like, and I want people to be able to rely on me. Like, I want to be known to be dependable and like setting the standard, like, I'm super known at the gym for like being strict and enforcing like movement standards or like something like that. Like I fucking hate burpees. So if I'm going to take the time to get full extension at the top, you bet your ass you are too, or I'm going to tell you like, 
it's just like stuff like that. Like I'm a stickler for that. Like, and like just making sure that I do things the right way. Um, cause we talked about like the imposter syndrome. Like if people are looking at me, like, what are they seeing? You know, like, am I setting a good example? Am I not? Um, and how do I want to be perceived? Like, um, so that, and I guess also just like always being open to learning, like learning new things. Like there's a lot I don't know. <laughs> like I don't know a lot about a lot, um, but I'm always trying to like get better and learn like coaching. I definitely try to observe other coaches and like see what they're doing that I think is cool and that I can work on. Or like even as an athlete, like how can I be a better athlete in a class? How can I just get better in life in general? How can I be a better person? Like, so yeah. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Um, you definitely don't have to guess about what you're going to get with you, which is what I <laughs> appreciate. I think, um, you know, I, I heard recently, like you can judge, you can see what a person's about. Like it's not about what they put on Instagram. It's not about what they put in their bio. It's not even what they say is important to them it's the things that they do each day and I think you like the things you do each day do happen to align perfectly with the things that are important to you so um that's really great to see and it probably does help <laughs> minimize the <laughs> amount of imposter syndrome that you experience because I think the more separation there is between what comes out of your mouth and the way that you behave each day probably the worse that that um the worse that sensation gets yeah yeah and for sure and like Instagram I think it's becoming better, but like people always say like, it's a highlight reel. People post like the good stuff. Um, I do a lot of dumb stuff. So I try to post everything like, yeah, I have PRs, like cool deadlift videos, but like I sent my chalk bag flying the other day because I had it too close to my double unders made a huge fucking mess. Like I trip over stuff almost like every day. Like I just, I'm a hot mess. So I think it's important to portray like every everything um and I've kind of been I think I've been pretty open on like my Instagram about that stuff and like struggles like mental health health issues in general um so yeah yeah definitely um so we'll kind of I guess start to wrap this up hey um so our, our last question that we have is uh what your advice specifically would be for people who are just getting started or just, you know, who want to get started with making some of the same changes that you did, improving their health, getting into the gym, losing a bunch of weight, um, but might be overwhelmed by the task or the idea of the task. So what would be, what would be your advice for those people? Again, it's like kind of cliche, but like just start. It's super scary no matter what you're doing, right? Like if you're going to walk into a Zumba class or you're going to do CrossFit or a personal trainer, like if you're starting from a point where you're trying to make a big change, it's scary. Like it's not an easy thing to do. Um, so really just just start, like just do it um, and find something that you enjoy. It doesn't have to be CrossFit. It doesn't have to be Zumba, um, whatever. It doesn't have to be macro counting necessarily. Like just find something that you can sustain and do and that you enjoy and just, just start, just do it. Like it's never too late, obviously. Like, um, it can be, I don't know where I was going with that, but like, yeah, it's never too late to start. Like just make a decision and like, and do it. Stop being wishy-washy, um, commit and put in the effort, get it done. Yeah. Did you ever feel like, um, I know I said that's my last question, but something just popped in my head. Did you ever feel at any point like you were failing? 
Um, I don't, that's a good question. I don't know if I would say failing. <laughs> um, like I mentioned, there's definitely times where like I would kind of like gain weight back. Like I think the first couple years of CrossFit, like I still like, I would try the paleo thing and then I would just go back to like eating McDonald's to be like, yeah, man, I did an hour CrossFit class. I can totally have this two cheeseburger meal. Like it's totally offsets it. Like no big deal. Um, so like there's definitely times where I would like revert to old habits. Um, but I don't necessarily think I would say it was failing cause I would, you know, I stuck with it. Like I was never like, I'm giving up like that. That's yeah. what I would consider failing. Like if I just given up. Um, but I always yeah. got back on track and like knew that I could do it. That's awesome. I had a, a one last question as well. Um, I had a client once she, she was with me for six months and it was, uh, she lost like 30 pounds and it was like not a, an extreme transformation, but we kind of like reset and, you know, helped her on the path to establishing good habits. And then she was going to go on and, and sustain those and make them like super solid on her own, which she's been doing. Um, but she said at the end, she was like, you know, time goes by anyways. Like people think like, oh, six months, it's going to take me six months to lose 20 pounds. It's going to take me like five years to lose 150. Like when something's going to take me that long, why even start almost like it's, but what's weird is, and we've talked about this, I think before, like, like a, a graduate degree or, getting like a muscle up or snatching hundred that takes years like three years a lot of things that are worth doing take at least a year and like I think what people think with weight loss and you can correct me here if this wasn't your experience and it seems like this wasn't your experience is that they think that like losing weight requires this like complete like transformation of their lifestyle when really it's just like being a little bit better than you were and you can still like do the things in your life that you were already doing. It's not like you have to put everything on the sidelines and only focus on weight loss for six months or a year or five years. It's like it can be mm -hmm. s something that that is a priority alongside all of your other priorities. It just takes a couple like n changes. So I guess my question is like for you, like did you ever look at it like, oh, this is going to take so long? Or did you ever just think I have to start somewhere? I'm just going to start and see where it goes. And it takes me what it takes. Yeah. I mean, I think it was a little bit of a mixture. Like at first I think it was just like, you know, I, like you said, I have to start somewhere. Like, I don't know what my end goal, I didn't know what my end goal was at that point. Like just trying to not die young <laughs> that initial outset. Um, but yeah, I think that was like, I just need to start and like get going. Like I didn't have expectations of like being here eight years later or like a specific like weight loss goal in mind. Um, so it didn't feel super daunting to me at first. I mean, in, in a way it did because it's like, I have this like big obstacle in my weight to overcome to be healthier. But, um, I wasn't like, it's going to take me however many years. Um, and I had, didn't have expectations of that. Um, until probably like after I started CrossFit, you know, I was like kind of on this journey where I was, like I said, kind of going back and forth between losing and gaining. And at that point, I think it started to seem like a little bit more daunting. Like, you know, can I actually do this, like get where I want to be? Like I've already lost weight, but like, I, I know that I can do more. Um, but I just hadn't found like the right fit, like nutritionally for me. Like I couldn't figure out how I wanted to eat or like, or anything like that, or be consistent with CrossFit as much as I wanted to be. So I think at that, like at one point, probably like halfway through, it was started to become a little bit daunting and like kind of question like whether or not I could do it. Um, but it's just, yeah, like people see, that how long it's going to take and they're like oh what's the point but like 
you're going to be somewhere in a year anyway. Like, why not be better? Like, yeah, it might take some time, but like, you're going to, whether or not you start now, a year's going to go by. And where do you want to be? Like, it's like, what else are you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, where do you, if you had, I guess sometimes I put it like this, like, where would you be if you had started six months ago or a year ago? And then think about that and think about that. You know, like I could be answering mm-hmm. that question in a much different way if I started today kind of thing. Yep. But yeah. That's cool. Um, last, last thing before we wrap it up, because you are a CrossFitter, I do have to ask, what is your favorite benchmark CrossFit workout? Oh, DT, hands down. Oh God, <laughs> that's Alex's Barbell cycling. favorite. <laughs> I bet your DT Not a question. way faster than Alex. Probably. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh. What is your DT time? Oh man, I four something. I think we haven't done it yeah, in a, yeah, like a year wow. or two. <laughs> High fours, I You're think, You're probably though, not like... convulsing nearly as much as me at the end. It's like <laughs> holding the bar over. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that one's pretty icky. That's awesome. Um, well, did you have anything else that you wanted to add before I wrap this up? Um, No, I mean, I don't think so. It's uh, covered a lot, I think. Yeah, I feel like we really got in there. So thanks for sharing. Oh, um, yeah, sure. what's like, is there anything coming up for you like in the near term? Not really. I'm trying to just kind of um, having some like funky health stuff right now. So I'm kind of just trying to have expectations of like working out and getting the best workout in I can every day. Um, got some like local competitions coming up, I think, or in the early part of the year. So I might try to do one of those with some friends. Um, but again, like not having much in the way of expectations. Would love to go back to Wadapalooza someday um, to compete in like the scaled or, or intermediate, um, maybe like 2023, if I, uh, my body, my old joints can handle it. Um, oh, but yeah, n- nothing in the immediate future. Cool. I love Wadapalooza. That's a great one. It was a lot of fun. Definitely. I get sick every year I go, but I still, I keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I always get sick after that competition. It's like the only time I ever get sick. I don't think I got sick, but I, my favorite memory was probably one of the pull-up workouts and it was raining and I just could not get a grip on the bar because I'm not great at gymnastics anyway, but like I went full send on a kipping pull-up and just went completely ass over tea kettle and like landed on one of those pads, like on my back neck. And like, I think my favorite part is like my friend was videoing it, like our team mom, and you can just hear her in like the, the frame go, you're okay. (laughs) Like whispering, like I could hear her saying to me, like, you're all right. Um, and then I get up, like I hadn't done one pull up. I try to run back and tag out and get like a teammate, just be like, I'm done. <laughs> and the judge is like, no, you have to do at least one pull up every team member. And like the look <laughs> I gave this man, the look that I gave like, this man when he said that to me, <laughs> I was no, you're livid. You're like, dude, like, this is the scale division. <laughs> did you see what just happened, sir? Like I could have died. Um, this is not the circus. So yeah, I ran back. I did, I think one strict pull up and then like glared at him again and then ran off and tagged out. <laughs> like, but you're dead to me. Yeah. Aside from that judge, great experience. <laughs> Would definitely <laughs> recommend. I definitely remember seeing that video now that you say that. So that's really funny. Yeah. I enjoy putting that one in yeah. slow-mo for sure. Alex has a really great slow-mo video from Wadapalooza also. 
Oh, yeah. Was, I think yeah, I've it was the that. running one where I just, it was in the sand and I caught my toe and just went like, I was right at the front. I'm lucky I didn't die in the stampede, really. <laughs> Could have been trampled yeah, for actually. sure. And then I was like, oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, maybe I'll finally beat her in a running work. Nope. <laughs> no, I won't. Noted. Yeah, that's a good time. Yeah. Okay, um, we're going to wrap this up with like, you're going to finish some thoughts. Cool, Fill cool. in the blank. Um, it's going to be fun. So, yeah. ready? Sure. Get. We're ready. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So, finish these thoughts. It all comes down to... Um. Oh, sorry. Not me. <laughs> not you. <laughs> I mean, if you want to go, like... Um. <laughs> yeah, it all comes so down to... So, you guys put to this out there a lot. Yeah, like, I think you guys put this out there a lot, but, like, effort, effort over outcome. I think it's effort, like, in anything you do. Like, how much effort are you willing to put in? Like, if you want to lose weight, how much effort are you willing to put in to make changes? If you want to get better at the gym, how much effort and time are you willing to invest? Like, anything you do, like, even new relationships or friendships, like, you're, what amount of effort are you willing to put in to make that work? Like, I think everything comes down to that piece. That's my favorite. That's my favorite answer. I feel like we should just stop. On that's that. my <laughs> mantra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. A good day is. A good day is sleeping in with no alarm. Um, going to a really fun CrossFit class, ideally with very few burpees and lots of barbell cycling. Um, definitely follow that with a very good cup of coffee and a scone. Um, and then maybe like some quality time with friends and family, like sharing good laughs, um, is, is a pretty good day. That's a good one. Uh, my purpose is, uh, my purpose, that's a tough one. I think that changes like eight years ago. If you asked me what my purpose was, I'd be like, yeah, man, my purpose is to rip some beer bongs and play slow pitch softball and like. Just have a good time. I think it, it's like ever changing, right? So like, <laughs> like my purpose now, I think, like I said, like is just to kind of be happy and make other people happy if I can. Like, and if I can positively impact someone's life, be it like just as a fellow athlete in a CrossFit class or as a coach or as a friend. Like, I think just trying to leave the the best impact that I can. I think right now is what I think my purpose is. Awesome. I believe that. I believe that small talk should be illegal, and I will fight about it. <laughs> yeah. I am I right think, there with you. <laughs> I think it's bullshit, and it shouldn't be a thing. Um, no, uh, I believe that uh, you can do anything. Like it's again, like I keep going back to cliche, but like you, you set your mind to something. If you're willing to put in the effort, I think that you can achieve whatever you want to. Like here I am, eight years later, never would have thought. I would be where I am right now. Like, so, yeah. Good one. Success is? Success is just being happy, um, which is obviously difficult, especially in the current times, um, to kind of navigate. But just finding things daily that bring you joy and, and happiness and, you know, whether it's spending time with loved ones or friends or, you know, going to CrossFit, um, just finding what makes you happy and doing that, I think, is pretty pretty much what's going to be um, what makes you successful. 
I am a hot mess. Um, no, like, uh, <laughs> I guess like just a continued work in progress, right? Like I, I don't know what I am. Um, you know, I'm trying to kind of figure that out day by day and see like constantly, re- constantly reevaluating like where I want to be in life as opposed to where I am. Um, and just kind of learning and growing, um, from there. I, it's, it's a hard one to define. Um, but yeah. I think a work in progress is actually the perfect answer to that yeah. one for everybody. So yeah, I think you, you nailed it. Not what I had Ooh. in mind with it, but uh, <laughs> that's better than what I had in mind. I would have <laughs> answered enough. <laughs> awesome. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, work in progress is really, that's such a, like, that's such a deep meaning. And I, that's like a thing that's also been sticking with me in addition to the core values. It's like, you know, we're all works in progress. You never finished. Mm-hmm. As soon as you mm-hmm. think you're finished with something like, just like hang it up like you're never done so no all right last one best one love <laughs> is i like that you're asking like the singlest of single people what love is <laughs> um but no i know it's like outside of like romantic relationships too but i think for me love is just spending quality time and like enjoying moments and experiences with people that you care about people that know all of you and like accept you good bad otherwise um like i'm kind of a nightmare sometimes but i'm still lucky enough to have a lot of people that care about me and stick around um despite some of my crabbiness and um tendencies to to be grumpy um so yeah i think it's like you know when i think about it i like sitting around the table with my family and we're all laughing and sharing that moment or like when I think back to like my last clean PR, my friend in the background, like celebrating more aggressively and getting so excited, like more excited than I was like, or when I'm having a bad day, like a friend coming and just sitting quietly with me, like it's stuff like that, that you can't really, I don't know. It's hard to express. It's just like moments and feelings um, of contentment. Yeah. It's acceptance. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Good answer. Oh, thanks. Well, we've, we've loved this podcast. I knew I was going to love it and I've loved it (laughs) way more than I thought I was going to love it. So, um, we really appreciate your time and your openness and sharing, um, everything about what you've done. I think it's, it's really, really awesome. Even on a surface level, what you've done is amazing hearing like, you know, your approach to it, your attitude, your struggles, your successes. Um, it makes it even more amazing. So thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you guys having me on here. I'm not a great speaker. So this is, you know, it's good to get out of your comfort zone growing, right? A work in progress. So exactly. this was, this was good for me. Um, despite a lot of scattered exactly. thoughts going around. Um, so thank you guys for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. It wasn't that scattered. So <laughs> good. Um, if people want to keep up with you and, and what you're doing, where do they do that? Um, I am obviously on Instagram, as we talked about, um, at barbells and bad decisions. Um, <laughs> seems like a pretty appropriate a name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I also am on TikTok. I don't really post much because like I'm old, like I'm an old TikToker, and it takes me <laughs> hours to figure out how to make a 15 second TikTok. Um, so you can follow me there, but you're not going to see much. Definitely. Instagram is where I'm most active. Um, if you wanted to follow along or care to awesome yeah well thanks again and um 
I mean, we'll obviously talk soon, but it's been awesome having you on. Yeah. It's been great talking to you as a as somebody who d- has never really talked to you. And, like, l- let me – and you allowed me to ask some, like, personal and tough questions. I, p- I really appreciate every single one of your answers. So thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Sweet.